0: the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. So we went deep sea fishing uh, two days ago. <laughs> Yesterday, we were both exhausted and for the first time in what I feel is probably, I don't know, 15 years.
1: <laughs> I know. It's been a <laughs> we long time. Slept,
0: we slept in until 9 a.m. And we woke up and went back to sleep. And I was having a dream about needing to pee when I was at Target. <laughs> and then you got up to go pee. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. I really do need to pee and I'm awake now. So we both got up, but we fell back asleep, which was awesome. And in all the years we've gone fishing this was the very first time that i didn't catch anything i got skunked
1: which is shocking (laughs) to be honest with you it's it's something that you know i i caught a few fish and a few of the other guys caught some fish but for ashley not to catch anything i was absolutely shocked
0: yeah me too but it was a a nice day out on the water and there was a new guy who caught this four-foot leopard shark and it was absolutely amazing and it was so cool because In the beginning, we were going for white sea bass and everybody kept catching these stingrays. So just seeing them be pulled up that close to the boat and one of them on the boat and they have these giant smiles. I don't know if you've ever seen the underside of a stingray, but they're just like smiling so wide. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. poor thing, because it's getting a hook yanked out of its throat so that it could be thrown back into the water. But it was definitely fun.
1: Yeah, those are fun to fight, but... When you get it to the side of the boat, you're like, son of a gun. I
0: know. Everybody was all disappointed when you could see color on it and realized it wasn't a fish and it was something mm-hmm. you had to throw back into the ocean. But um, good times. I think that we need more good times in our life now more than ever. And today, I wanted to talk about principles and how you can boost productivity with five principles. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I'm going to link a book down in the description called Principles – by Ray DeLeo, and in this book he talks about a process and a procedure that we should follow in order to make sure that we're optimizing every area of our life, and I think all too often we focus on the thing, and we don't always focus on the strategy that there is to be able to get there and to accomplish it, and his very first strategy is knowing your 20%, so we all know the 80-20 rule, and essentially if you had an entire workforce there's 80% of them who are just kind of there, filling up space, and there's 20% of the people who are actually going to be producing the results. And and allowing for the makeup of the 20% of the revenue. And that same rule applies to everything that we do, whether it's fitness and nutrition or Um, deciding to read or, you know, every aspect of our life will at some point be able to fall into place with the 80-20 rule. And it's important to understand what the 20% is that accumulates whatever the thing is that you're trying to work towards. And sometimes it's not easy to be able to identify, but when we hone in on that and we realize that there are actually particular things that we do that really do constitute that 20%, then it allows us to put more focus on that
1: 20%. Yeah, that's something that's really interesting to start thinking about. And whether it's your fitness journey or, or just work in itself, it's that 20% goal is something that you really want to strive towards and keep working towards.
0: And the second principle that he talks about is working with complete focus. And that sounds so simple. And it's something we talk about all of the time because we are living in a distraction induced world. But if you can allow yourself even one hour a day of just complete focus on whatever the thing is that you're working towards. For me, for example, I'll have time blocks within my day where I don't allow any distractions, no phone, no music, no television. It's just me and the work that I'm doing. Um, same thing when I'm working out, when I'm in our gym, I have no cell phone. I, we have a TV in there, but it's not hooked up to cable or anything. We have it for your bicycle movies (laughs) (laughs) so that you can ride wherever you want to, I
1: guess. You can ride the streets of Ireland on a DVD (laughs) at your home,
0: (laughs) but it's complete focused work. And this also sounds simple, but when I'm in the kitchen and I'm doing meal prep and I'm cooking for us, I also have no distractions. I want to be completely focused. And the reason for that is because I want those mundane things to be done quickly. And the quickest way to do anything is to make sure that you're in a distraction free zone. Um that's probably, I believe, one of the most important of these principles and he also talks about managing your inflow. And this isn't something that I've ever considered before, but managing inflow is essentially how how many other tasks, how many other people are you allowing to interfere with the things that you're trying to do? So that's what he's referring to when he's talking about managing inflow. Clinton trying to hold back a yawn. And now he's probably not going to yawn at all because I said something. But I think that managing inflow, really goes in tandem with the distraction element
1: of things. You know, as you're sitting here talking about this, I'm, I really think about like a general work day for myself and like breaking down. Okay. I work 10 hours a day. I could literally sit down for two hours and get so much work done. It's, it's, it's amazing what I can accomplish in that time. And then, the rest of the eight hours, it's just kind of, kind of like strung out in many ways. I mean, I could sit there and focus for 10 hours straight, but at the, it's having that balance with myself and it's increasing that workflow when I'm in those states and, and even going further out of looking at a four, hour, 40 hour work week and then breaking it down into how many of those hours I'm actually working and how much time I'm spending doing other things whether i mean it's still work but actually with my intended goals in place it's it's really kind of cool to think about what i can accomplish in that time frame and if i utilized my time even more what's the word i'm looking for um diligently is I would be able to accomplish so much more, but it's hard because then you think on the back end, well, I still have to do all this stuff. And and it's really, it's an interesting concept to really think about for me.
0: Yeah, and it, it becomes tricky. I'm thinking about a patrol officer who whose time is not managed on their own, right? Like you're taking call after call after call, but there are still ways to be able to strategize this in terms of your report writing, let's say. And so I think that when we understand the element of being able to use our due diligence and completely focus on one thing, imagine the time it takes with the level of distraction to write a single report versus taking the time to just knock it out and get it done with.
1: Yeah, it's something that, you know, especially when I was on patrol, I I had... I almost, I time blocked without knowing what I was doing is when I was on a call, I would handle my initial paperwork and try getting that done before I'd even clear the call. So later on, I wasn't trying to wait at the end of my shift to get all my reports done and and then have to stay over late because I didn't manage my time efficiently. And I see this more and more every day with patrol officers. They sit on their reports all day until the end of their shift and then they're having to stay four or five hours after their shift to get that stuff done where if they would have managed their time a little bit better up front, they wouldn't have to.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite principles in this book is he talks about um, making sure that you're systematizing anything that repeats. And similar to you, Clint, I didn't realize when I started doing this a few years ago, but there are many things that I do on repeat. And when it really became evident was when I started to completely focus on an electronic calendar. And when I did that, you know, you can create tasks, you can create just things that are scheduled. And then, of course, you can repeat them and edit how often they repeat. And I started to recognize that by having so many things as it pertained to This podcast, or as it pertained to content inside of the group, or other work that I do, there are are a lot of things that I have that repeat. And an example of this is my Facebook group. I started to create a spreadsheet where I realized that there were things that I were I was doing that were habitual, certain elements of the posts that I was creating, and other ones that, you know, were like one day will be questions and another day will be a check-in or like certain things like that. So I laid out a spreadsheet. And by doing that, instead of me just going on Canva and then creating the actual post to put in the group, which I would just kind of do it on the fly, I created an actual system to where I know what I'm supposed to be creating for each particular day. And by doing that, I'm able to go on and I have about 10 weeks worth at a time. So I'll have one day out of the month where I'll go in and I'll actually create what the posts are going to be. And then I'll have every two weeks, every other Tuesday, I go on and I create the actual scheduled out posts and then I pre-schedule them to go out every two weeks. So similar with this podcast, right, we batch create this content and it's it's something that by having a strategy and then recognizing what that strategy is, then you're able to fine tune it and then it makes the actual task so much easier when you're able to do it that way. It's like going to the grocery store, which I fucking hate, right? But by having a system and a process and knowing, okay, unless there's a particular like seasoning or something that we need, we're not even going to waste our time going in the center of the store because we know that we're just going to pick up shit that we don't want or need. And by understanding that, it's very easy to just walk into the store, start by going left around to the produce, going around right to the meat and then the dairy, and then you're done. So I think that having strategies like that is so, so time effective, and it's something that we don't always recognize that we're doing. Um, and the last one here is organizing your space. And for me, this also means mental space. So making sure that if I have something that keeps pulling at me, I'll make sure to clear that mental block before I'm able to move forward on the thing that I'm going to do. And I can do that by journaling or meditating or going for a walk, you know, going in the gyms, stepping on the treadmill for five minutes, whatever it is to clear that mental block. And then he's referring to your physical space. So if you're in clutter and there are times where I'll be working downstairs and we have two Pomeranians who love to shed. So if I see little fur balls all over I I ha- it's it's like lingering I can just see it all of the time and so I have to vacuum that up so that's one of those things that on a subconscious level is a distraction for me and of course our desk space but even going further than that I think that when it comes to the devices that we use like our phones and our computers clearing out the file spaces as well and making sure on my desktop for example It's very simple. It's very, very clean. It looks like a brand new laptop when you open it up. And that's because I have everything, every file put into another file and, and so on. And we could do the same thing with our cell phones, right? Putting our apps into folders and then you have this very clean space instead of flicking over five or six times to try to find what you're looking for. And then, of course, we can just swipe over. Was it swipe down? And then the search bar comes up and then you can Mm -hmm. just type in whatever you're looking for. So that too saves time. Um, These are small things, but I think that by understanding the principles that we should implement in our life, as well as the ones that we already do, and by fine-tuning them, then it allows us to get a lot more done every single day. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I am sending you a long, tight hug, as Clint hugs himself (laughs) from my home to yours.